Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia. I'm Demay Roberts, Stage and Studio. And I'm Susanna Mars of Adventures in Artslandia. And we are here uh, combining forces right now to interview the great Margaret Cho. Super exciting. We're going to have a conversation with the actress and comedian Margaret Cho who is just amazing and she's coming to Portland again. She's right. been here quite often. And four nights, too, which I was totally amazed. I thought, wow, but we're so fortunate to be able to have her for this long. She's an incredible force. And she's going to be at this very intimate club, the Helium uh, Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. So I assume she's trying out new material. She mm-hmm. she really likes Portland a lot. Yeah, and she has a new show, Just Off the Bloat, uh, which she's been doing, and I've read quite a bit about it across the country, around Just the world. Just Off the Bloat? Yeah, it's a show that she's been doing, I think. I thought it was Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the bloat <laughs> fresh off the bloat oh is it bloat not boat? yes it's okay bloat. okay <laughs> well we're gonna have to ask her about that we i'm so excited <laughs> when was the first time i mean the first time i ever um knew about margaret cho was uh her show all american girl yes and and the first asian american sitcom right and then i read and i remember actually uh the big i don't even know how debacle really with one of the uh, big hoo-hahs at the studio telling her that she was too round. and Oh, yeah. They they made her lose weight and get really um, it, self-conscious about her, her body and and when she, she was gorgeous. she very yeah. sick as a result. She did. Which she, was yeah. a brutal reminder of what's happened in the past with women. But it was the first Asian-American sitcom, and mm-hmm. since then she has been just this goddess of comedy mm-hmm. touring everywhere. Right, and I was so fascinated when I started reading. Her parents ran a gay bookstore in San Francisco, just her history and, and how she is really a huge icon in the, the in the Pride Parade. She's often being a grand marshal at Pride. She's really an incredible woman who has gone against the tide. Well, yeah, and I just have so much admiration for her. And one of the times she was in Portland, I asked her if she wanted to host my uh, radio series, Crossing East. Mm-hmm. And that was a national series that ran across the country about Asian American history. And I was so surprised she just automatically said yes, mm. right, you know, right. at this interview. And that's the kind of person she is. She just goes from the gut and she just does, you know, her passion projects. And Margaret Cho is just doing that every day in this career, a very, I would say, uh, a really challenging life of traveling as much as she does, touring, trying out new uh, material. Stand-up comedy is just not for sissies. You've got to be so on it every night. New events coming up. It's got, everything's got to be pertinent. I don't know how anybody can. I mean, I would not be brave enough to do it. Yeah. You know? Well, so. you know, it just, it's it's amazing to me. I'm I'm just in awe of her as an artist. Well, I'm so excited to see uh, to talk with her, but also to see her when she's in Portland. We're mm-hmm. going to give that information, but she's actually going to be at the end of August. Let's just give that information now before we talk sure. to her. Thursday, August 30th, 8 p.m., Friday, August 31st, and Saturday, September 1st at 7.30 p.m. and 10 p.m., and Sunday, September 2nd at 7.30 p.m. And I'm sure she has all that info at margaretcho.com. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to her. Call right now. Here we go. Okay, so it's been years. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's great to have you back in Portland. We're so excited, both Susanna and I. Um, So uh, your show at the Helium, you've been there before. Now, um, how do you like? Yeah. Yeah, you like coming back, don't you? 
I do. I love Portland, and I mean, I love the club, and it's always so fun to play there. So it's really exciting to come back. And uh, are you trying out new work at the Helium Club? Yeah, always. I mean, that's a kind of a constant, you know. Um, when I perform at comedy clubs, it's a great opportunity to really stretch out and do different things, do new things. Um, so that's really exciting for me. And uh, yeah, the last time I was in Portland was actually um, the election. And mm. so I was caught up in all of the riots. Oh, which was really crazy. Yeah, what a bad day. Um, was so nuts. And uh, but um, it, it, it was really an incredibly uh, strange time to be there. And, and people were so outraged. And it was it was really incredible. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to coming back. Well, I'm I'm wondering what that experience was like for you to be there right after the uh, 2016 election, and then having all the riots happening, and it, you know it how really that crazy. how did that affect your material was, that you did? Well, it was it you know as now it's always good to talk about you know which is a lot of what I'm talking about on stage too. So that's a big part of you know what trying to make sense of it. And trying to get through it, you know, and and I think humor is incredibly helpful in coping and getting through what what is really kind of disastrous times. Um, But yeah, then it was really an incredible thing to witness. And and also, you know, you realize and you remember how political of a city Portland is, which is something that I've always loved. So I, I think it's a it's. I don't know. It's a great thing to be able to come back. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that I was there for when that all happened. So as an artist, how do you digest, like, when something's happening right in the moment like that was? And I would venture, it like, so many things that happen to you while you're seeing and digesting this yourself, you're thinking, okay, material, how does it, how do you kind of, cite, you know, take time on your own to, to, to write directly from events that are happening on a daily basis when you're doing a show, when you're traveling as you are? Well, it's a constant, you know, you're always, I mean, but you know, you're always writing, you're always trying to think of stuff. You're always trying to put something into um, what you're doing as that's very current. And that's what's great is that the way that social media is and news is, is that we really all kind of know the same stuff at once. So there's very little um, exposition that you have to do mm-hmm. nowadays. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of knows what is what. And so that's an interesting time to perform in, too, where we're all on the same page and looking at the same things. That's, that's really great. That's fantastic. It's really interesting to think about how you do that. How do you keep your spirits up during these times, and especially when you're on the road? Well, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting, too, to see how we're viewed all over the world, you know, and going to... Sh- doing shows in Malaysia and uh, Singapore and um, Hong Kong and London. And, you know, we like get perceived so differently over there, you know, and they're kind of watching just really aghast. And it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, so traveling and doing the show has been really informative and, and kind of a peace mission too, because everybody. Everybody feels bad for America. You know, they know it's not our fault. Mm. Well, yeah, I was wondering about that. What kind of, you know, um, I guess, feedback you're getting or responses you're getting being an American overseas? Very warm and very, uh, you know, they're they're welcoming us with open arms because they know it's just so embarrassing. Mm. 
Here's a crazy question, (laughs) but um, when I was looking online and and reading all sorts of wonderful articles about you, I'm just a huge fan, and I just really appreciate the courage that you've just continued to show in your work, just kicking butt and taking on huge brave issues. Yeah, my you're welcome. I feel really honored to even be able to thank you for that. And uh, I was really enjoying a lot of the photos that Albert Sanchez took of you in particular. And I wondered, you know, I'm an actress as well. And I know when you have photographs taken, I'm like, they are just beautiful and and sexy and bold. And how do you relate with a photographer? You know, you've been doing it for years so that you can really show yourself the way you want to with another artist, like a collaboration in the photography. Oh, you know, it's just for me, it's just fun. I mean, you know, like whenever I do a shoot like that, it's, Uh, all of my friends and um, the people that I work with, I work with all the time, like my makeup artist, although my hairdresser is now too famous. (laughs) Oh, really? In Venice from (laughs) Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Oh, my gosh. He's adorable. I love him. He's adorable. I know he's a wonderful, wonderful person and a a really fun, fun guy. So. I just lost him as part of my entourage <laughs> because he's now the world gets him, which is great. So wow. I, I, I always have the best people around me mm-hmm. working, you know, side by side. We, we have a blast. That so must be really important really great to be able to create. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so important yeah. to have those people around you when you are, you know, really taking risks in your work and just to make sure that you're protected and loved in a way that makes you feel yeah. safe to take those risks. I was wondering what yeah. other projects you have coming up um, after your shows. Uh, that your tour that well, you're doing Well, I have um, some uh, things still. I'm still working on. Um, you know, it's a long-term project and still trying to figure out whether I'm going to do Highland or not, which is the show about um, Korean-American family getting very wealthy in the entire marijuana industry. Wow. Uh, oh, that, that sounds fun. This has been going on for many years, you know. I still don't know. We're still kind of like working on it. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, But there's a million things, you know. I'm just trying to uh, launch some different stuff. But right now, touring is very, very much taking up all of my time. Well, what can we expect on your tour? On on what what what, you know what um, we're gonna see? Lots of stuff about the Me Too movement. Mm. Um, There's so much to say and Mm. so much to get into. and uh, it's a subject that I've, you know, gotten into a lot before, even before the soul movement happened. And so now, you know, having that also, um, of course, the big T word, Trump, you know, that's, mm. that's major, too. Um, and how to survive it. And, yeah. and so lots of stuff, but it's, it's really fun. As an artist, how do you keep a balance? I mean, you're doing a million different genres. You're, you're a writer, you're a comedian, you're, you do clothing. You, I mean, you're, you do everything. How, when you wake up in the morning, how do you get your head around what you're going to be doing and how you keep all those, you know, streams in line? Well, I think it's, you know, it's just fun. Like, I think that all of it is kind of very social to me and and I work with people that are also my close friends and mm-hmm. so every every day is something different and I, I like that variety for me it's really um fulfilling and and uh I just you know want to get out there and be creative and do stuff mm, that's amazing I love it well that sounds like um, a great way to keep your spirits up too uh, not just on on the tour but just in general just mm-hmm. to be able to you know to express yourself in this way and also you just sound like you're so positive Margaret you really do <laughs> good what's wrong with you <laughs> I mean we've got to stay positive because it's a very it's a dark time and it's a scary time and you know um 
we have to look at what's good. Mm-hmm. And I think what's good is that activism has been revitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we've gotten to the grassroots of so many things that we needed to, whether it's the women's movement or LGBTQI pride, all these things are so powerful. So I, I think that we're getting to the good stuff and that, that's what what's really important. Yeah, it really is. It's a great way to connect. And, you know, your work, I'm sure, really inspires people to connect because you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what is it about Portland that keeps bringing you back? Well, I think, I mean, it's it's just so beautiful. It's it's fun. It it's just like the, I think it's just a, a a very cultured city. I love the food. I love the, the fashion. Mm. I love bikes. I think it's just. A, <laughs> Are you, you still know, involved fashion. in the fashion industry? I'm actually moving towards beauty to the beauty space. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, I was just wondering. I've done a little bit of reading. Yeah, I'm going into that arena, which is very new. It's also another project that's kind of like taking up a lot of energy and time. And so that will be rolling out. Um, I'm working with uh, some options for monolids. I'm, a, of course, a true monolid. Huh. Um, I only have the Asian eye that is so oh. hard to deal with when it comes to makeup and solutions. Huh, that's really to, uh, interesting. I have not heard that term before, <laughs> Margaret, to tell you the a truth. A monolith, yeah, when you have one eye yeah, on it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a thing because it's a different, right. like you're wearing different sunglasses, sure. and you're wearing different glasses, like I don't have a note, a bridge for yeah, my nose. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> to wear glasses. Huh. So, you know, that there's a whole fifth of the world, all Asians, who need solutions there, so um, that's a space that I'm moving into from fashion. Yeah, I thought something, I mean, it really just hit me so hard watching and reading about your work, how you've really stood for the beauty of the whole person, and that means a lot to me because I have two daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really important, and it's, it's, I think, you know, beauty now has become a very different world, and, and uh, with so many wonderful influencers out there on social media, and, you know, we're seeing a lot more definitions of what is beautiful and, and what is catered to. So I think it's really cool. What do you think about the advent of influencers and social media when it starts to take away from like human to human, eye to eye contact? What do you think that impact is on, on our culture? Well, I think it's, um, it is the way that people contact each other now is, is really through this sort of virtual reality, which, you know, like, I mean, I'm from this analog past where we had newspapers. Mm-hmm. And so are we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> phones. And so, you know, this is all still very new to me. Um, but I think it's very interesting that the world online has become just as sort of valid as the world that's in front of us. So, you know, it's, it's really, I don't know. It's a new universe, and, and I love that. It's cool, I think, that you're in, you know, concert and live and kind of doubling that with also a media presence uh, because, you know, there's so many interesting studies coming up about what it means to be human and in a room with other humans, and to continue that I think is really important. Yeah, we need to do it all. I think that's, you know, just to keep it really balanced. Yeah. Do you still have um, a lot of young people coming to your your uh, concerts and your your I shows? Do. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and I also have a lot of young friends, and I have that sort of energy to attract younger people in my life, which I think is really great. Mm-hmm. And um, I always choose to work with really young people. Um, I find that 
it's just very energizing for me and you know and i i really i i really am so grateful for that but yeah it keeps me young yeah. will you be having like a netflix special there seems to be a lot of uh, a lot of solo netflix so specials lately so um anything yeah, like that so coming soon. up no i haven't filmed anything yet so it should be um, i'm about due for one the last yeah, you one are due <laughs> so yeah i'm due for one Awesome. Well, it's been uh, do you, any any final questions, Susanna? It's just so great to to have you back in Portland and for you to keep on doing what you're doing because mm. you really are an inspiration. I know a lot of people tell you that, but it's true. You know, you really say it oh, like it is, wonderful. and you know, you kind of weather a lot of storms for saying what you you know yeah. sometimes say, right? So well, it's I'm good. Grateful to you, so thank you. Well, we're thank gonna you. we're gonna run up to you and try to hug you on Thursday. <laughs> Perfect. When you come here. <laughs> Are you a hugger? Or is Perfect. that too weird? Yes, I'm a hugger. Yeah, okay, good. I mean, all of a sudden I realized, that's right, people probably come up and try to hug you, and you don't know who the heck it is. And Well, maybe no, we'll introduce okay. ourselves yeah. with that, you know, or reintroduce. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Margaret Tro, for being here, and we welcome you back to Portland at the end of August, and, uh, and have a great time on the tour before then. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You take care. Yes, do. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it's always so great to talk with Margaret Cho. Oh, my gosh. I've never talked to her. I felt very starstruck, and I think I sounded kind of dumb a couple times. No, no. It's great <laughs> to have fresh eyes on her, too. Cause, oh. uh, yeah, because, you know, she really uh, reaches a lot of different segments of, of woman, women, but also, you know, just general public and LGBTQI and Asian yeah. Americans. And she really is across the board great. Right. You know? And to be doing this for, what, 35 years I mean to be living the life of an artist and the travel I thought it was really interesting to hear and I forget this it's so important to be surrounded by people who are good humans who love you and so that you feel safe to to take those kinds of risks you know oh I know I know I mean it's just amazing um that she's able to keep her spirits up like that I want to give her her info again though about where she's going to be if you want to see Margaret Cho Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you do (laughs) Margaret Cho headlines of the Helium Club on Thursday August 30th at 8 p.m. Friday August 31st and Saturday September 1st at 7 30 p.m. and 10 p.m. two shows in one night Mm -hmm. and Sunday September 2nd at 7 30 p.m. and you can find out more at margaretcho.com or at stage and studio or kboo.fm slash stage and studio. And where else, Susanna? Oh, at Artslandia, Adventures in Artslandia and artslandia.com. There you go. So, yeah, so we, we're eager to see her, but it's just, I, I find her just um, inspirational just mm-hmm. to talk with and also just to see her perform because, you know, she, yes, she's outrageous, but she is outrageous with social, you know, with a message, with right. social justice. Grounded in yes. reality in her own narrative and i find like especially now i don't know how you feel suzanne as a working artist Mm -hmm. um that there has to be a mission to everything that i'm doing right now Mm -hmm. you know and there always has been to Mm -hmm. a certain extent you know um with with uh the kind of work that i've i've chosen to do but i really feel like even now it's so much more important to be aware and to have a social justice i guess mission to everything that we do right now yeah it feels as though a veil's been lifted i think i'm definitely had a lot of privilege in my life and it continues to to open my eyes uh, as to how fortunate I've been and to continue to question what I'm doing and how I'm doing it 
Well, especially the older you get, too. Mm -hmm. You really want to be choosy about what you're doing. Yes. You know, because when you're younger, it's like, yeah, I'll do that. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, well, you know, we've got to, you know, less time, maybe, maybe not. Right. You know, depending on your family history. Right. But, you know, you really need to think about, you know, what's important to you. Yeah, it's interesting, too, when we were talking about social media and how social media kind of takes away this real contact place of eye-to-eye contact. And the conversations that we're really wanting to have now are requiring it. So it's this weird, crazy disconnect almost with, um, I was talking to my daughter and her friend yesterday about uh, calling a particular group they and what that means. And and it's a, a question that comes up often when you start to group people together without looking at them individually. And those are the ty- types of conversations you don't want to have on Facebook. Well, I'm really inspired by young, younger voices and younger minds that, um, that how, you know, just rejecting the norms, right. you know, rejecting what's considered, you know, um, I guess what we grew up, the boxes. Right. And just, just getting rid of that, mm-hmm. you know, and coming up with a way that, you know, that is more fair, mm-hmm. that is more just mm-hmm. in the way we even have our pronouns, mm-hmm. you know, and and the way we talk about each other to each other. Mm-hmm. But those conversations, I mean, to really dive into those types of issues, I think we do need contact. And that's where we're a little bit in a in a chasm, you know, between having these great conversations out in the world, but we're having them out there, not with each other uh, often. Well, that's been more my, where I've been moving towards with is community dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been part of a lot of the the projects that I've been involved in, whether in radio or in theater mm-hmm. or just arts outreach, but now I'm moving towards um, creating a new work that deals with the isms that have been even more pronounced um, in the last couple of years because of uh, the the new leadership mm-hmm. or the lack of leadership uh, after the 2016 presidential election, and and to look at having monologues or you know we have a cross section of intersections of peoples um, dealing with race and uh, with gender and orientation and uh, with also, you know, just national origin. Mm -hmm. And then having community dialogues and taking this on the road, Mm -hmm. you know, getting out of what's considered safe Portland in some respects, Mm -hmm. um, not always in all parts of Portland, but but getting out into Eastern Oregon or more rural communities Mm -hmm. where there is a lack of being able to to have community with POCs, Mm -hmm. but also with just being able to have more intersection and cross-sections of people talking to each other. It was interesting because I was in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, and a a man that I met, a a black man, he said, what's it really like in Portland, you know, in regard to race? And I said, you know, I got to tell you, I don't think I can answer that question. I'm going to put you in touch with somebody who can, Um, because I think that Portland, while on the outside, we look all shiny and and liberal, uh, there's a a not maybe so smooth and shiny center. Uh, And I've been reading more and more about some of the policies that we have in place that have really held people back. And it's, it's pretty jarring to see uh, these kinds of things uh, and to read these stories and realize, okay, it's still going to take some digging to be the city that we want to be. Well, I think it's it's, it's a work in progress, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't really like the moniker that it is a, this you know 
progressive city right when you know there there are certain choices being made to to really segregate people and to push people of color outside of you know the main portland housing and yeah especially Mm -hmm. with housing Mm -hmm. especially with housing right but let's talk also about you know what what in your work inspires you and how do you choose your projects and what's coming up for you i really liked what she said about social community yeah Mm -hmm. um and it's interesting because this has been a part of my life that i've really been thinking a lot about and putting different experimenting you know I'm a resident artist at Artist Repertory Theater so I'll be doing a show there in the fall called Small Mouth Sounds which is about a silent retreat and I play a lesbian one half of a lesbian couple Um, it's a wonderful funny deep piece about broken people trying to find their their peace and their and their happiness but in regard to work now, especially having the podcast, having you know, an acting career, having a singing career, having a voiceover career, you know, it, there is a lot going on. And I know you know you're exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, sometimes you, you feel really spread out. You and know? Yeah. I'm realizing, you know, I, I'm really trying to find ways to connect to, you know, what I've been calling the flow because I, I'm trying to surrender some of my natural inclination toward controlling things. I, I really am kind <laughs> Good of... Good luck with that. I know. <laughs> that's what I do all the time. But you know what I mean? Because you know also you've done such magnificent work. And when you've done your best work, you know, did it just meet you? Do you know what I mean? Did you have an idea and then it, like a river, it it met you? Uh, what the heck? How no, does it work? It, I don't think it ever works that way Because you work your ass off. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to be more mellow, definitely. And there are times that I certainly am. But, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like, you know, if you really are passionate about something, you really have to make it happen, you know. Or you have to be with other people who share that same vision. Right. It's, you know? For me right now, I feel as though it's this weird, happy medium. It's, it's a hard work ethic. There's no question about it. And then as you put these pieces in place, you know, I've been writing this piece about my family life and my life as an artist for seven years since my dad passed away. That's always out there. And I've been working on it with the help of Luann Schooler at Artist Rep. And and Artist Rep has supported me very much in continuing to develop it as I got support from Rack. And so there's that. There are all these little pieces, right, right? right? So it's, again, that hard work ethic, that getting up and writing or singing or rehearsing whatever the heck I'm doing and then kind of also coupling it with seeing what comes down the pike you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's it's a weird dance it really is, and I'm I'm really interested in how um, the mix of this podcast is working for you. Mm-hmm. I've been um, interviewing artists forever, and mm-hmm. for this uh, for stage and studio for uh, 20 years now. Right, you've been you a know. huge inspiration <laughs> and a great mentor but for so, me. So, but from your perspective, what you know, how have you been enjoying it? Do you feel? I mean, sometimes it's conflicting, you know, uh-huh. being able to be inside the arts, but also outside the arts at the same time. You know, you it's know? really weird and interesting when I interview people that are not from our region, they don't know who the heck I exactly. am. And it's the funniest thing I realized, you know, and I just realized this recently, I thought, golly, I should be creating a one sheet that I can send out to these people. So they think, okay, I know who I'm talking to. This person speaks my language as an artist. Yeah, I get that comment all the time. It's like, you really know a lot about theater or you really know a lot about film or right. about, you know, whatever. It's like, well, yeah, I work in it. This right? is what but, I do. But they, people don't really associate that. Right. Well, you know? and, and I think also uh, when you're interviewing. Even here, you know, yeah. Portland people. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that someone will show up to be interviewed by me, or whether it's a regional person or national, uh, and they don't do any research about who I am. And I there's no judgment there's about no reason that. For them too, right. right? Yeah. But 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 if you you know, there is potentially reason now, of course, if I'm ever gonna be interviewed, right. I'm like, okay, who is this person and what's their <laughs> background? And so I really enjoy it. It's very inspirational. I'm learning more and more about giving over the podcast now. As a white woman of privilege, I feel it's important for me to take steps toward uh, having hosts come in and I can just be a listening ear and, and learning. I kind of call it Mr. Rogers style. And I'm hoping to do more of that coming up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've done that to a certain extent. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, even yeah, you and yeah. I sharing this right, as the right. few times that we have is is great because you're uh, an Asian woman. You've got incredible experience, not to mention your expertise in, in media, you know, to just be a listening ear and share the privilege, you know, that I have in being able to do the Artslandia podcast. It's it's a good thing for me. Well, I, I applaud you for keeping on going with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always wonder how long I'm going to keep doing it, to tell you the truth. But, but you know, I always find it's, it's interesting to get insights. You know, just hearing you ask questions to Margaret Cho uh-huh. is different right. than, you know, what I was thinking uh-huh. of asking her. And I think that's what we need to have more of is to have, um, you know, maybe we need to partner more. But it's just you, there's a freshness to it. I you know, completely and it gets you agree. Out of, you know, just the same old, same old, right? right? And to look at things a different way, especially yeah. when you're talking to somebody else about their work. Right, and every artist has some interesting piece and that it just kind of opens me up a little bit more. I think, oh, okay, wow. I mean, and also just doing these interviews are also my form of social justice too, you right. know, in in the, the project that you choose to feature, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. What, you know, how can you make the world a better place? Yes. You know, by doing that. Right. right, and mm-hmm. so I think every every component of, of whatever uh, guest that I book has to have that angle to it. Yeah, I agree. You know? So that's it for Stage and Studio, and I'll have this show online at stageandstudio.org or kboo.fm slash stageandstudio, as well as on iTunes. Till next time, I'm Dee Mae Roberts. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes, where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.